he shot me with the executioners and I rolled four ones to save on all the four terminators and cover. And I was like, what? Hello everybody and welcome to episode 20 of Stat Check, your number one show for us. Uh, <laughs> it's not wrong. It I am Edis and this is episode 20, The Kids Table, uh, getting off to a strong start. I am joined by Anthony and Jeremy, also better, much better known as Curie on the internet. Um, yeah. Jeremy, because that's his name and we should use it occasionally to make sure he doesn't forget Sometimes. it. Uh, and we are not joined by Nathan this week. Nathan, unfortunately, is doing like actual real work that has consequences and gets published and stuff like that. Whatever. Anyway, what all you need to know is he's not here, which means that we are going to do... We've basically lost all of our impulse control. Um, Jeremy is here to, in some sense, be that, but Jeremy's just as bad as us, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, not I'm not going to keep this on the rails at all. No, so the, the game plan is to keep this absolutely nowhere near the rails. We're going to do a very small bit of stats because Jeremy is obviously involved with the stats side of it as well. And then we're going to just talk Warhammer a whole bunch. Um, so if you're in the chat right now, the best thing you can do for that is enable us by asking us really cool questions because we will go down the rabbit hole basically as far as you guys want us to tonight. That is the entire premise of the show today is we're just going to talk 40k at as high level as we're physically capable to. We're all WC caliber players. Let's hope that that's good enough to, to contain what is a very, very impulse control free show. How are you guys doing? I am good. Um, played an RTT on the weekend, got to play his creation spile. Uh, that was an experience. It's much better on GW terrain than the WDC terrain I was practicing it on. Um, you get shot just so much less. And when you're not getting shot, that means you punch them. So thumbs up. Love that. Um, that strength bump is relevant more often than I am willing to admit. Um, the movement bump is funny, but not necessarily like you know, just an extra inch of movement. Like it only comes up every so often. It's there. You like yeah. you like out threat your opponent a little bit more occasionally. Yeah, just a little, especially in the mirror. It's little, like you got to stay an inch further away than I do, and I get the inch yeah. inch closer every turn. Yeah, and what it means is that I'm not gonna respect how close they can get to me. I'm just gonna run at them because I'm vile, and there's not consequences <laughs> when you play that army. Um, so yeah. Uh, that army is really, really good at getting you to X and one, regardless of skill level. And the upper end of it is not easy. Um, you're just a man with damage to, so you have two things that don't do damage to. And if either of those things die while you're against minus one damage, it's itchy. So <laughs> past that, it's mostly out of genuine curiosity. What's your plan at the Morian 40? Uh, <laughs> Fight on death? <laughs> I'll probably just windmill jam into the front of them, and then the possessed will drag down as many marines as they make contact with through weight of attacks. And then the second wave, I'll do that again, but something will hit the blight spawn, and then we'll be okay. <laughs> so there is a plan there. It's just not a it's just not a particularly fun one. It's not a plan that involves me having anything left at the end. It just like we everybody dies. That um, is very fair. So, and Morty dies fast to most of those combat characters, so it's like, okay, but they're designed to auto-wound things, so we skip a bunch of his shit. 
Yeah, don't uh, have to worry about the fact that he turns everything else off. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, all right, you know, whatever. It, we'll- it's so depressing playing a rear alarm into Mori. Like, uh, I'm, I'm bringing it up because the guy won um, won a GT this weekend with Mori inexorable. Uh, because from what I understand, he just played five people who were completely unequipped to deal with Mortarian. Uh, yep. which is, like, my favorite thing. Uh, I took him to an RTT recently and saw, it. like, Necrons, if you kill their guns fast enough, cannot touch Morty. It is so funny. Uh, yeah, I, it's great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that day slate like, being even, like, the tiniest bit semblance of competitive because he is good fun. Yeah, I agree. What about yourself, Jeremy? You ran a tournament this weekend, right? Yes, I ran a GT out of my local game store. It's something that we are now going to be doing quarterly. We're calling them Capital Clash. Lots of fun. We had 36 people in attendance, I think. Um, The event was won by a friend of the show, Nick Blackburn, uh, who ran uh, Thousand Suns with Flamers. Go figure. I'm sure we won't see that pop up more at all. I'm not painting that right now. No, not at all. Definitely not. Uh, It beat uh, the Ymir Beam Dead list on the top table, which was a fascinating game to actually watch take place uh, on Data Sky Salvage. Absolute hero. Interesting. Look, man, if you can't be good, be lucky. Like, sure, being good is preferable, but if you, but luck gets you just as far. I will admit that, bring flamers. That the uh, one of the hecatons exploding in the uh, in the Ymir players' backfield certainly helped the Thousand Suns player, but the game was played at such a high skill level it was just impressive to watch. Uh, See, although that's there why was you should play Alpha Legion and Flamers so that you can make it auto explode. That's <laughs> right. I thought it was Night Lords. No, they no, have it's that. Alpha Legion. Oh, they still have Legion. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> there you go, Anthony. That's what I'm bringing to Mythicos. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, and the rest say. of the weekend was just yeah. great. Um, five rounds of amazing Warhammer. Got to watch a little bit of every single game, so it was really interesting. Uh, but by far the, we've talked about this to death. But by far the most interesting bit was watching a player's reaction to the beam mechanic from Votan, because you would have a player say like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah my my terminators are are have illusory supplication. You can't hit them on anything better than a four, and you can't reroll against them." Uh, there's a unit of flamers right behind them, right? I'm going to shoot the flamers and I'm going to pay to reroll because they have a token. Do you mean I don't have to roll? Oh, no. Yeah, it's bad. There was a, there was a, there was a lot of this is dumb, this is bullshit, and this is, oh, no. Yeah. Beam is not an okay mechanic under any circumstances. Remember no, when that was a no. thing that Morty's gun had and it was kind of funny? And now it's well, Morty's mechanic. gun also had the balance of, if I remember correctly, you could also hit your own models. Same with the Avatar's beam. I don't know. Who cares? The more it's also the like one is, shot like and twelve inches. You don't care. Morty's pistol. <laughs> that. Good. So, did you enjoy yourself? How it's not the I first did. event you've run, but is it the first? Yeah, this GT is the this is, this is the second GT I've run. Actually, um, I was running RTTs for a while, and basically have taken over running the local GTs because. People want to play, and I travel for events enough that I'm perfectly happy to run them, and everyone thankfully trusts me to be good on rules and be a fair arbiter when issues do arise. Which, thankfully, this weekend we didn't have any major issues, which is always a good sign. And weird, given you had vote on attendance, but sure, we'll take it. <laughs> well, we only had three vote 10 players. One dropped after day one, and the other two are high enough caliber players that they read their books fairly well in advance or know to ask me when they don't understand something. Hmm. Or nobody caught them. 
I watched both of them pretty closely. No one. I'm no. joking. I have a lot of respect for at least one of them. The other one's French. Um, yeah. You got to keep an eye on that Francois guy. <laughs> hey, man, man moved from man moved from Leviathan Warriors to League to Vota and Beam Dead. He knows exactly what he wants. He knows what he's about. And yep. shout out to him for that for doing the thing that even I have too much pride to do. And it was perfect because this weekend upcoming we have a team event in Montreal where he's going back to Kraken and I'm running the Votan list that he <laughs> trialed for me this weekend. So I just know exactly what the list can do now. Yeah. Thanks. Field testing. It works. Yes. Oh, and uh, my players, because they love me so much, got me this. Oh, that's cute. A hammer Incredible. and ga a gavel and a gavel. Oh, definitely. Uh, when we eventually get around to getting avatars done for like the blog roll and stuff like that, you're going to be a judge's hammer. I think that's yeah. definitely <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, Ines, what were you up to this weekend? Absolutely f all. Unfortunately, I was uh, I was on call this weekend, so I decided to just uh, take it easy. Um, so I went through to uh, I went through to my local store, picked up some thousands on stuff. I picked up like ten rubric, ten rubrics, ten scarab cults, and a few characters, and built up the standard sort of pattern thousands on list, which I'm building and painting for an RPG this weekend. Uh, there's so much trim on those models, by the way. I don't know if anybody's ever expressed this before. Wow, <laughs> Thousand Sons have a lot of trim. Uh, I'm going to be trying to find the absolute minimal way to paint the least of it possible uh, <laughs> while still making it look vaguely passable. Um, somebody asked in the chat what my list is because I mentioned it earlier. It's it's bog standard. It's 15 Flamers, a Fate Skimmer, um, and then like 25 Rubrics, 10 Terminators, and three characters. And I think I'm running the Rhino because I have a Rhino and it's less to paint. Uh, and I quite like it. it. And fuck Sun Sharks. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. I've played Thousand Sons a bunch before. I, it's kind of nice to get a few of the models out that I've not used in a while since they were in like 8th edition soup lists. Um, my Aramon has been through the fucking ringer. Dude's won so many events without any <laughs> Thousand Sons model supporting him. It's yeah, like just, it's, just Aramon by himself. And just like... a man alone <laughs> in a Supreme Command detachment. <laughs> my, uh, the, the peak one I think I ran, it was Heretic Astarius detachment with Aramon and 3 Foul Blight spawn. Back when Foul Blights one were D6 shots, 2D6 strength, uh, AP3 damage 3. Ooh. That thing was so brutal. Yeah, 2D, 2D6 shots, full rerolls to hit, uh, full rerolls to wound and a bubble. And just, just YOLO, baby. Just hope for the best. Yeah. Um, my first ever game against Matty, one of my teammates, I killed uh, two Palace and a, two squads of Custodian Guard in the first two turns with two Foul Blights fun. <laughs> Just like running at him, like, dead, 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 dead. Take it off, take uh, it off, take it off. I'm almost still so, so good. It's so dumb. Yeah, he's great now, and he's only damaged two now. Uh, but you do get that thick strength, which is nice, because there was something pitiful about rolling strength two on him before. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that, that's been me. Uh, I've not been up to much outside of that. Um, I'm just trying to think. No, I didn't even like record any content last week. I was kind of shit, kind of crap on that just because I was uh, on call. I was like, if I try to do an interview and I get a phone call midway through, I'm going to look like an idiot. So I'm just not going to bother. Yeah, it's a bit rough, right? Yeah, it's a shame, but it's only like once every five, six weeks. So it's not too bad. Um, yeah, besides that, I'm just prepping for coming through to the. Uh, mythicos words 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 christmas gt thing yes um, it was a charity event that's about it that's the... oh, a charity event that is going to be probably one of the most stacked events outside of lvo you've been to even including right it's far more likely that you play a good player at this mythicos event than that's LVO. true it reminds me of some of like the like 36 person gts i've been to in the uk which is all saying a lot for america 
um, because America is so dispersed. Like, you go to a 36-person GT in the UK, there could be, like, six people from Team England, three people from Team Scotland, two people from Team Wales there. It feels a little bit like that looking at the roster so far. Yeah. Um, which I'm that actually forward. describes the event that I just ran. We had six of Team Team Canada at, in, in attendance and then another half dozen that were that are applicants for this year. So it's great for me because it meant that I got to watch players. A bunch and... of people play, yeah. Oh, yeah, Sam is Sam is correct. Uh, I did an army. I did uh, my first ever technically paid for geek content. I wrote an article for Goonhammer about the two new Necron Army Renowns after I played Nicholas's at uh, Coventry. I was massively enamored with the Annihilation Legion, so I offered to write the article for it. Uh, so that is all Goonhammer. You can give that a read. It is good fun. I'm quite happy with it. Um, right, shall we do a brief touch on the stats, Jeremy? As you might have noticed from the thumbnail, which we're going to continue to do, uh, if you scroll all the way back to the thumbnail, you can see the win rates for the top five factions this week. That is something that we will be continuing to do for the foreseeable future until we come up with a different idea for thumbnails or we will just roll with it, whatever. Yep. So I'm just going to touch on any factions that are above 55% and below 45% because everything else is, is sitting in the sweet spot that we like and that apparently GW likes. Uh, first on the chopping block is harlequins 13 players they had a 65.3 percent <laughs> win rate and three top fours for an God, overrep no, of 2.33 yeah gw <laughs> fix them please we've only been asking for this for eight months now oh boy i don't understand why they've <laughs> just, not just increased fucking points on harlequin players i just think they need to just harlequin players need to learn to just keep their heads down like why just chill like coordinate with your friends who also play harlequins there's like six of you just reach out to each other be like listen bro this is your week you got to go on five for the rest of us and like just cycle it through some people are gonna have a shit week unlucky but like heads down boys come on please for the love of all that is holy put troop points up light just like isn't a benefit anymore by the way it just like doesn't do anything the whole thing is a strat it's like okay <laughs> Yep. Hey, the boats get to advance shoot. That is not irrelevant. It gives you some shooting on the turn. It, it's move. pretty irrelevant. Shh, no, okay. it does matter. I get shot a lot by Harlequins because I don't play any armies they have to respect for shooting. So they, oh. they, it's really good into me. See, like, this is my armor of contempt privilege coming through. Because, like, when those shuriken cannons shoot at me, I'm like, go away. What are you doing? Because <laughs> I'm playing, like, GSC and I'm, like, fighting <laughs> for my life against shuriken. Yeah. <laughs> like, fair, every fair. single one of these boats is, like, killing 45 points. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, stop. <laughs> Of note, Harlequins have been struggling to win events as of late, and I think it's because of number two army hunts them really, really well, which is Chaos Demons at a 59.4% win rate, 36 players, two event wins, five top fours, and a 1.4 overrep. Uh, yeah, I think we've kind of talked to death what the problem with Demons is right now, because it's the same problem that is with the Chaos Suit faction. Flamers. flamers. Yeah, Flamers. They're way too oh. cheap. I had an interesting discussion with someone this weekend that, uh, and I, I'm convinced that this is now the case, that GW intended to make them D3 plus three shots, not D6 plus three shots. <laughs> and then you then you have to use the strat to get them to nine shots. Exactly. The strat that I played four games against Flamers before finding out existed when I read it, because they don't need it. <laughs> no, they yeah. really don't. Why would they bother? Except against you. I would use it against you, but against other things. 
You don't need it. You really don't need it against JC, man. Nah, fuck you. You're going to put a dude in cover and take three ups or some stupid nonsense. You're going to pass more than you should. I'm not playing this game. <laughs> All right. Uh, trailing them just behind is Imperial Knights, 21 players, 58.4% win rate, no event wins, and four top fours for an overup of 1.92. They're just really efficient. Really good at going three and they- two. <laughs> Yeah, they, they are really good at going three and two or four and one, and they're they're really good at scoring points. Like their average VP is one of the highest right now, and their average VP for their opponents is one of the lowest. Yeah, when knights win, it's it's not pretty. No, it's really not. Like knights have a higher average points than in both Harlequins and Chaos Demons. Um, yeah, knight, knights are pretty good. I, I don't know, man. I, I have absolutely no respect for knights. I don't think I've lost to them yet this edition. I just like refuse to acknowledge them as a faction <laughs> until they start doing so. They start being played by good players, but they have a horrible that. CSM matchup, so that's been pretty cruising. That for too, a while. and their Nids matchup was real bad, which yeah. is just like, and their GSC matchup isn't much better. So I don't know if I've just been on like pretty yeah. privilege for a while. Yeah, 100. <laughs> that's absolutely what's happening, by the way. It's the same reason that I think Flamer is like, I'm just like, oh, okay. Most of the time. Yeah, flavors are fine. Armor condemned and cover, right? Terminators. What? It's fine. Three unit shoot, kill two. Whatever. <laughs> uh, sitting next, we have Sisters at 22 players and a 56% win rate. One event win, three top fours for a 1.38. They're like just above that. Like They just need that slight adjustment. But, I mean, it's also Sisters can very wildly week to week as we've been seeing uh and then the last of the yeah. two factions that are sitting above 55 percent are the chaos super faction which is chaos soup which is almost entirely x plus flamer stapled onto them or dog walker lists and the ones that are dragging the win rate down are the dog walker lists and the flamer soup ones are pulling the win rate up but what about dog walker plus i on plus flamers dude it's the future we had one of those players this weekend actually and i was just like why would you do this people gotta stop man like just just <laughs> enough it dog walker is so much worse uh, just it makes me so angry every time it comes up because it's ah but, okay but why is it worse come on we got time oh like all right so problem number one is definitely a problem of like unlucky oh. but like dog walker specifically is abaddon and 10 armigers versus the standard 13 armigers or 10 armigers i think it's actually 11 armigers with yeah. uh abaddon. sure but whatever <laughs> the reason i think it's so much worse is now four for four against this army at least once some amount of armiger explosion has wound capped abaddon at least once which independent of the fact that you've chosen to make your army worse makes abaddon much worse that even being an option is terrible (laughs) secondly i think if you're gonna do it you might as like if you're gonna play chaos knights right you're like committing to a thing you might as well either just play 13 dogs or play one big and 10 small and get better mileage out of blessing of the dark master which is nuts why would you not want that on a big crazy model when you can do that Get that Abaddon can run through walls. I understand. But it doesn't really contribute to your game plan in a meaningful way. He also then, makes all your secondaries worse, which is just funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if you're trying for considerably worse. Ruthless Tyranny, Abaddon can't be one of your objective holders. And yeah. I have 
I have fed a fitting challenge unit to Abaddon before. <laughs> I was going to say, yep. that's the huge one where someone's just like, yep, here you go. Uh, yeah, and then after that, it's Craftworld, surprisingly enough. They seem to have rebounded a little bit on a mix of everything in terms of the, the factions that we're seeing. They're sitting at a 55.3% win rate, 23 players, two event wins, three top fours, and a 1.32 overrep. So... Like again, like sisters, just on the cusp, very easy for them to be brought back in line with a couple small adjustments. I think I don't really know where you would touch them right now. Um, because it's a I mix mean, of just rule that master for the um swift strikes doesn't work with battle focus. That would affect a couple of the big fine. builds that you're seeing, but you're also still seeing Fuck like off. Hail of Doom with a decent <laughs> amount of success. Yeah, I think Felidum is fine. Like the, the Swift Strike, the Swift Strikes list be working at all is just dumb. I don't think that should exist. I think you have PTSD. I think it's actually fine. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't think it is. I think Swooping Hawks should go up another three points. Yeah, That's sure. Probably, they should just hit Hawks true. again. That's not Swift Strikes' fault. <laughs> Hawks should probably not fall wound at all. Like that could go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So bottom of the barrel, the ones that are kind of in trouble or maybe could use some help. Uh, Death Guard, 44.6% win rate, but they had one w event win and three top fours for an overrep of 2.33, which Morty ties T9. them with Harlequins. Big Morty T9. Come on. Big Morty T9. <laughs> Big Morty T12. It doesn't matter. Give, give Disgustingly Resilient a five-up shrug against Mortals. That would be cool. That would be cool. Morty, two-up save T9. Let's do it. Yep. Uh, and we have Drukari at 43.5 with nothing. No, no top fours, no event wins. <laughs> What? Grey Knight. Why'd you have to say it like that? <laughs> because I know it hurts you, Anthony. That's why I did it. Uh, with everything they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> there was only 11 players. They they had one of the lowest player counts. My boys. Uh, Grey Knights at 42.7. No meaningful stats again. Uh, guard, I'm not even going to cover them. They're at 42.5, but their book is coming out at some point in the near future. So we're going to see January -ish, for, probably. Well, it depends. Some some events will actually allow it. With we should ignore box. those ones. We should, but they're going to allow it, and I'm going to have to go through and figure out whether they use the data slate or not. I mean, because that's going to make a oh, huge God, headache. Yeah, I'm so sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> then we only have three three real factions at the bottom of that. We have Space Marines as a whole with a 42.1% win rate, but they won two events. They had five top fours, but they still only managed an overup of 0.62. So, How many of those were Blood Angels? Uh, none, if I remember correctly. So one of them was Ultramarines with Gulliman. Oh, that's no, no, true. it I wasn't Ultramarines with Gilliman. It was Ultramarines with Gilliman, three Redemptors, and an Astraeus. Absolute Chad, my hero. <laughs> I don't understand how that's in any way better than just playing a Desire in Hands, but good for uh, you, lads. And then the other Space Marine win was Adam Camilleri with Dark Angels. Oh, right. Where he, where he went over to New Zealand and stole their ITC points, the few that they get. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> The absolute bandit, Adam. Damn it. <laughs> Your entire country belongs to me and my dark angels. I yeah. uh, love you, Adam. Uh, and then bottom of the barrel, we have Admech at a 35.5% win rate, but only seven players. And yeah. then we have Orcs. 21 players, 4% of the meta, and they had a 32.4% win rate. What happened? I don't know. They're pretty good. Like, like if I just look at that? the month, 
Orcs are at a 42% win rate. So something really weird happened this week. I mean, like, they also, like, won the GW Invitational. The Invitational. Yeah, I know. But like, like, they're clearly not that bad. <laughs> I know. I know. But they're clearly capable of, like, at least in, capable, in competent hands, beating some good armies. Oh, uh, what I will the add one players note. are doing is not that. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Alex Town's pointing out that he stole the points, but not the trophy. Uh, I was talking with Adam. He played his game six and then headed to the airport. He didn't even wait around for uh, for the awards. <laughs> what a champion! Absolute madness. <laughs> Look, man, I just came here for the rep. Yeah, he's got to he's got to lock in that best in faction Dark Angel since he isn't making LVO. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, there won't be any Dark Angels players in LVO. I don't know. Maybe I'll not when I'm done with them. Anthony, how much would we have to crowd for for you to play Dark Angels at LVO? Ten grand. Cliff? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the army for him, too. You, you know how that whole thing about play like... Ravenwing? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Dark Angels. you got to play all three wings. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. And that's the stats for the week. It's It was a busy week, 13 events. Um, things are kind of all over the place. Things are very much still in flux. Um, oh, uh, everyone's going to ask. Votan had a 51.4% win rate and a one top four for an over of a 0.67. So they closed. Yeah, they're perfectly balanced. Doesn't ignore the fact that no one of note was playing them and most of the lists were kind of <laughs> weird. Francois. <laughs> yeah. No one of note. No one of note. He said what he said. How many players were there for Votan? Uh, if I remember correctly, there were 15 players. So five more than last week, despite oh, um, us having about 100 less players. Also, note, there was a, a team event uh, in England this weekend where there were two Team England teams playing. Uh, I'm pretty sure both our Votan players were 5-0, and oh, like they absolutely did. dumpstering they, everybody in the yeah, path. Yeah, they definitely Where's did. the picture of Vic with the giant war chest of Votan that he's carrying? Yeah, Vic and Adam, Vic and Adam <laughs> Lane just carrying a pile of Votan in the yeah. games. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think Tom Tom Layton played against Matt Robertson's um, Bhutan and put a story that he lost like 1,400 points of his army before he fired a gun. <laughs> That's good. Army's fine, by the way, or bad, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'll just clock out with the uh, the beam rolls, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Fucking go town. Oh. How much for Anthony to play Custodes? Same Less price. Dark Angels. Same price. <laughs> if, so, if someone sets up a thing and 10 grand ends up in my possession, I'll play what, what wins a vote. I don't care. <laughs> absolute, absolute terrible, terrible idea to put that on the internet. Because yep, you're going to, I, we will provide you a Warhound Titan if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, I'm going to do the plugs, and then we'll move on to taking. We'll move on to our discussion and questions section. So, everybody, this is Stat Check. Thank you for being with us for the show so far. Uh, if you want to hear more of us, you can check us at YouTube.com/slash/c/slash/statcheck, where you can see all of our back episodes and also our bonus content. There will be more bonus content coming out a week on Friday, which will be our Enter the Matrix episode with Team England's Josh Roberts. You should definitely check that out. I think it's one of Anthony's finer pieces of work, and I've definitely listened to it. Uh, but it's like a hundred minutes of listening to one of the 
OG 40k players and Josh Roberts uh, talk about being the captain of Team England, which is, I don't know if you've heard, quite a good team, generally. Maybe not last year, but we ignore that. <laughs> Otherwise, you can find us live here every Tuesday at 11pm GMT and whatever other times that, that converts to. I don't know. Use Google. 6pm EST, 5pm Central, 4pm Mountain, 3pm Pacific. Stop validating, Stop validating the people that aren't Googling it. Um, yeah, we're here live every week. If you want to interact with the show, it's the best way to do it. If you'd like to support the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash statcheck, where for a couple of dollars a month, you can get access to our Discord and also all of our bonus content. Uh, it's a really great place to be. We've got a couple hundred people in there now, and it is uh, one of the better communities I've found on the internet so far, and that's not just because I'm part of it, um, but it is because I'm part of it. You should listen to me talk about the brand of YouTube videos I've been watching. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you guys for being with us, and we're now going to move on with the rest of the show. And yeah. Big ups. Thanks, guys. Oh, um, like, comment, subscribe, put a comment down there. It's a massive help. If, if you do nothing else, leave a comment for us. We do our best to respond to all of them, and they make our day a little bit better when I'm sat at work and I get a notification ping up and it gives me a second to read uh, something that's not spreadsheets. Yeah. I've had to stare at spreadsheets this week. I don't like it. Spreadsheets are, spreadsheets are like, they circle back around. Like, they're so useful, and then you, you get so involved that. in them. What? Circle back. I, I don't know what you mean. I just put a pin in that. We'll come back to it later. <laughs> Can we What's kick happening? him? He's not a permanent member, right? <laughs> no, he's unfortunately as much part of the fucking furniture as we are, so we can't no, do no, anything. No, no. He's it. not part of the show. He's part of the network. Mm. We can just remove him. Like, it's legal right i don't know he holds a lot of the keys i feel like he can just also <laughs> kick us look that's that's fair anyway um yeah spreadsheets don't do that thing where like they're really really useful until you hit a part like a, a saturation point and then they drop off a cliff and it's so evil and it's like a pairing matrix okay now you're just making weird analogies that only like three people will get um yeah let, let's take let's table this for now and we'll pivot back um Fuck, fuck's sake, I hate you all. <laughs> yep. You just... 40k. Let's talk about Warhammer. Like, you know, the game we play. Um, how do you feel about it right now? Uh, great. Uh, I'm very biased because my army has four, six viable sub-factions. So I have lots of stuff to try still for an army I've been playing a lot of since it came out. Yeah, man. That, um, alpha, that Alpha Legion Exposure Opponents Land Fortress build, I'm telling you. That shit is funny. Like, I don't know if it's amazing, but it's definitely funny. How, many, decima know, how many decimators does it take to kill a Land Fortress in one go? Probably all three, but even then you might not get there. <laughs> but I'm just considering the hilarity of killing a Land Fortress without it getting to, to do anything about it, and then all exploding it on your opponent's line turn one. And that I mean, makes like, me kind of happy. Not for nothing, if I'm the Votan player, I'm probably like, I'm playing Alpha Legion, this can go on the line, and then finding out very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be hilarious, and I want someone to do that and tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be quite funny. Um, I don't even think three Decimators do it, because they lost all of their shenanigans. Well, they have Exploding Sixes, right? Uh, you can press yeah. this one. Yeah, like it can get out of hand, but like it probably won't. You know, it's like twenty-four shots, sixteen hits, fifteen wounds. 
That's actually quite a few wounds. And then you've got exploding sixes on top of that. Like, it probably kills a land fortress, like, more than on average. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all, I'm not saying I'm going to go and buy three decimators, but... I'm I can actually show up to Mythicos if you want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to do it as Alpha Legion or it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah it, it would have to be all exploding, obviously. Like, that goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, I think things are in a good spot. Like, all the armies I play are decent to good. Like, everything... Like, the meta is pretty diverse. I'm not, like... Outside of, like, Tau and Votan specifically, and in the eventual future guard, um, I'm not, like, super sad when I pair into basically anything. I'm not like, oh, this is gonna be shit to play against, even, you know, like, opponent agnostic, basically. Um, yeah, it's I've just good Tau type, good type players and anybody with a brainstem in Votan. Uh, yeah. And, like, I think Guard is gonna fall into anybody with a brainstem pretty quick, now that I've done some more exploring of lists. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. It doesn't have to be right the second, but, like, yeah, the... The meta is good and threatened by a thing that might be nonsense again. Um, which is annoying, but we'll see how that goes, and maybe it'll shake out, maybe it'll be fine, maybe it won't. Um... I think that generally the best way to play 40k right now is as a combined arms army, and I think the game is better for better off when the game is in that state. Yeah, that that's all seems fairly agreeable. What about what about yourself, Jeremy? I'm pretty much in the same boat. Like, I've, I mean, this weekend was a really good opportunity to see kind of where the the local meta is at, but we also had a lot of out of towners coming in, so it was a really it's a really nice kind of snapshot of where. The meta, where players are at, where where the game's at overall, our top—I can't remember what was in the what was in the top ten, but it was a very diverse list. Uh, it wasn't like just one faction at the top. You had Botan up there. You had the Zinch, Thousand Suns, Chaos Demons combo up there. Uh, Guard, the old book was up there. Um, the only really army that wasn't really present at my GT was Tau, because we had one Tau player and it was his first GT. So he also paired into the Votan turn, round one. I hear that's not good for your win, right? Uh, no, not especially not when you uh, line both of your Riptides up and lose them to one uh, heavy conversion beamer. And then repeat That's that some and... really bad saves. Oh, he! I was watching it. I didn't believe no. it. it would, I, if, if, I, if I hadn't witnessed it, I wouldn't have believed it. It was four hits, three wounds on each, three failed saves on both. And both of them had already taken two mortal wounds the previous turn shooting at that land fortress. Warhammer is a fun and balanced game. Very. Uh, That's not Warhammer's fault, right? Like, the Warhammer didn't do anything wrong in that story. It allowed you to shoot two units at once with the same gun. Yeah, I guess. Fair enough. But... <laughs> And then the uh, Tau player proceeded to bring his uh, Sunshark Bombers back on the table again in a perfect line in front of a, another land, the same land fortress. I mean, the fact that the land fortress is still alive in this situation, I don't enjoy, but... He lost one land fortress all tournament. And it was to T-Sun's mortal wound phase, Psychic. That's no one good. else was able to shoot or punch it to death. That's good. Yeah, it was a problem. 
Yeah, I don't like Warhammer very much right now. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm weird for saying that, but none of the armies I play right now are feel super fun or rewarding to play or like simple. Um, I'm kind of jumping through a little hoops is why I'm picking up the Thousand Suns list because I don't know, I've kind of felt this way since like the first time Nids got nerfed, which I yeah, no fucking big privilege. The first time they, when they were like Power of Wars to 40, I was like, ah, I don't like this game no more. And I've not really recovered it since. Uh, which Do you I, want your army to be simple? A little bit, yeah. I want my army to be like on the table. I want to be making decisions, not be making my army make me make decisions. I don't know if if I want to if there's a better way to phrase that. I don't. I want like, the play pattern to be simple so that I can find ways to extend it rather than having have a basic complicated play pattern. Yeah, I think you and I are on the same page for that, right? Like that's why we don't play Craftworld Eldar because every single game is like fucking enter the. No, mind no, matrix. I play GSC. I'm willing to put myself through it if it will help me win games. Yeah, but sure. I don't really like, like, rather not be in that kind of position. Yeah, but, exactly. but it's not. It's not Plan One, right? Like Plan yeah, exactly. Plan One in an ideal world with that GSC army is drop turn table cunts and then figure it out later. Like the Plan Two, Three, Four, and Five are very complex, but Plan One is simple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's why, I, I don't know, I feel like I gravitated towards the Crusher list and then the um, just put Harpies on the board and hope for the best list for Tyranids for a while. Because, you know, when Plan A is just two-hour lunch break, I enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> I fucked up not playing Crusher. It's one of my great regrets in the game. I don't have a lot. That's one of them. Crusher, I, I regret not playing Crusher sooner. Um, but I also didn't play a lot of events during like the first part, part of Crusher being legal. Right. Um, so I'm not too upset about that. And I was excited for the GSC boom. So I'm, I'll chalk up one of the events to that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not massively in love with 40k right now. Like I'm in love with everything that surrounds it. But actually playing 40k right now, I'm kind of broadly ambivalent. Playing the big demons list last weekend was good fun. Um, it kind of reminded me of Crusher in a really, really sad way. As I watched Bellacore like, eat shit to heavy stubbers. Yeah, I really uh, don't like playing demons, I learned. I tried really hard. Um to like demons and i just just can't do it i don't know i you would think the army would be right up my alley and it just doesn't just doesn't do it man yeah i, I really enjoy like exactly one of the greater demons being on the board and then the other two i'm just kind of like i wish you were anything playable that wasn't flamers yeah um i just it's, it's like don't go it was kind of what I expected when I went to play them, in that like almost nothing in the army is particularly interesting to me from a play pattern perspective. It's just like, what? I just, it's just, it's so easy to die to nothing in that army. It's so frustrating. Like the second someone has an auto wound mechanic, your big demons are like paper. You know, like <laughs> cool. Yeah, Bellacore so, is incredibly resilient until he's not. Yeah, and the, then he's the very suddenly not. Feels, the Bloodthirster <laughs> feels incredible every time you play against an army that doesn't do psychic damage. Is basically how I felt. Um, or like, will turn, or the can't turn more charge you. The Lord of Change felt terrible. I did not like that model at all. I liked it when I played against it. I liked it when I played against it. I didn't love it using it. Um, so, I have one question for you about that. How the fuck was he doing that much damage to your noise marines? Like, you were saying he was, like, one-shotting two Noise Marine squads a turn. I was no, like, no, it was he killed two Noise Marine squads, like, in yeah. two turns. And oh. then, after that, he blasted my Terminators, and then he died. Yeah, as I'm out there, like, I killed, like, four, four Intercessors this turn. Really good use of my 300-point model. 
No, it was uh, just like super weird. Yeah, he like super smited, gatewayed, bolted like all of them went off, and it was just like that's a dead noise marine squad. Yeah, I guess I didn't just didn't find it super visit. Master Mutator did not feel very good either. Uh, oh, I really liked that. Again, it's like it's good to gate a Terminator unit, hit a whole bunch of characters, and then Master Mutator goes off. Yeah, I get that. It's like it's a it's a bunch of splash damage. Like it comes up, but it, I felt like a lot of the time I killed the thing I was putting more wounds on anyway. I was just softening them up with order change, so I suppose it's just different different plays and styles. And I never really got a good gateway off. Like I never got more than two units with it. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's hard. Just, again, not really playing against you're not playing against Death Ball armies quite so much. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I. I definitely enjoy all of the parts of demons I really like, and then the army I hate. Is that is kind of how I felt? Yeah, it just didn't. I don't know. I really was expecting it to be an army I enjoyed, and just didn't like it at all. It just. I think I want. Yeah, I think I want my big expensive units to have some ability to shoot. I think that's what I've broken down as I've played more and more. Uh, I'm okay with like, like pure melee on like my fast infantry units like i'm all about it those those dudes don't need guns but if i'm taking a unit that's basically more than 180 points i want it to shoot at least a little um no that's probably not the right threshold probably around the 300 line i need it to shoot at least a bit um yeah i'm okay with psychic damage if it's like good psychic damage the malceptor was fine right yeah i'm just kind of like thinking like high tyrant i would be like i'm fine with it just being as my damage platform yeah. Well, like, the big possessed units that I've been running in Bile, right, have been totally fine. Like, they're... if 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 I Especially if I was playing a Legion... Like, if I wanted to play a Legion where they do damage and I just played Word Bearers, they would do great damage. They would be fine. But, like, anywhere past that price point, I need you to have some guns. That's fair. And that's why Warriors were so rewarding to play. I'm not going to say fun to play, but rewarding to play. Warriors just kind of did everything, and it was mental. Yeah, well, that's Nids, right? Nids do everything better than most armies right yeah, now. Exactly. Well, clearly not, if they're tanking in the win rate right now. But I just think that's because you have to have your head on your shoulders to play them now. Don't also, like, no one played them this weekend. If we have a weekend where you and Gaylord pick up Kraken, I'm sure their win rate will be fine. <laughs> yeah, but that's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> that matchup into Thousand Suns is real bad, by the way. Uh... I believe that. <laughs> yeah, is, it, is it that bad? Into Thousand Sons of Flamers, yeah, it's really bad. Why? You just get stuck on them. Like, the Tyrant can't commit to a big squad of Scarabs anymore because it just, like, kills two less than it used to. Um, and then you get stuck in combat with them. Flamers murder Raveners, like, for breakfast. And yeah, are faster die, than like, them. flies when you hit them. Yeah, but you, you gotta, gotta hit them. them. <laughs> yeah, but you have Proxism to make it in, and then your psychic damage into them, like, they they have a terrible time trying to deny Tyranid psychic phase stuff. I don't know, it just doesn't doesn't feel good. Like, it, and their secondaries are really good in team because Wrath of Magnus becomes an option, and I don't know, I just, I didn't like it when I played it. Um, well. It just felt awkward. It's also, Spormines have a fucking field day with those lads. Spore yeah, Spormines are great. Spormines are great. Yeah. I do do love a spore mine. No. I don't know, man. It's just feel. I don't know. It's really hard to be objective on Tyranids. I'll side segue into this. It, do you ever find that it's really difficult to like, even when an army is still really good after it's been nerfed to play it because you're just kind of like, I remember what this was like and things that I feel like should be easy. Like my heuristics are all off with it now. Um, um, and I just struggle with like damage breakpoints, or I expect my unit to do a little more than it does, or live a little longer than it does, or I expect to have a little more stuff. I found that yeah. a lot with nerfed armies. I, I didn't have, 
Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. I experienced that with Custodes. Um, like, because I played them at launch, played them for another four or five months after that through a couple rounds of nerfs. And it was only when I picked them back up to write a list for someone about a month ago that I was like, this doesn't feel right. They're still very strong. They're winning events. They have above, they have, they have, they're sitting at like a 50 to 52% win rate most weeks, but they don't feel right anymore. Yeah, that's Even definitely how I feel. They're, they're perfectly it's, fine. I played, I played a game with Leviathan on stream um, last weekend, and it was like the second my zone tops were getting wounded on threes, I was just like, I'm fucking out. <laughs> the, it's not, I don't know, it depends on the army, right? Like, I was fine playing Jukari through all the various variations, but that was such a stale meta, and there was not new threats introduced at the time that Jukari stayed comparatively better than most other armies like their relative position didn't change even if the army itself was nerfed you were um, also you were kind of jakari were getting like the the hand job in the back alley at the same time like they were getting a nerf hand a buff at the same time kind of thing not usually that only happened once and people bring that up a lot um like we only as jakari we only ever got nerfed and buffed once everything else was flat nerfs and it happened like five times um but they were smaller nerfs than often what we see now. Um, so, like, Jakari was mostly fine most of the way through, right? And then again, there was nothing else that really existed to challenge them. Like, the biggest nerf that's happened to Jakari since they were released was the release of the Tau Codex followed by the Night Books. Um, like, if they had just done that faster, that would have been a shorter Jakari meta. Um, so yeah, that definitely like, was a meta where it felt like, where the fuck is the next Codex? Dude, it was forever. It was forever that we were playing under that. And then, like, a little bit of that is that when Orcs were good was right when Drakari got the Coven buff, was, like, right after that. So it was easy. Like, Thick City beat the brakes off Orcs, so there was no, like, that wasn't hard. Um, similarly, Custodes had a really hard time into Thick City, in my experience. Um, so, like... Jukari's weird for that, right? A good example of that, though, that I definitely can agree get with you on, and this is going to sound weird because they're currently doing really well, is Light. Um, light is really good, but it feels like shit to play because... The shell is what it used to be. You don't have anything. You don't have a chapter tactic. You don't have a mono mechanic. You don't... You, like, you got... One of your units that used to be really good when I first started them is now quite shit. Like, you're just a man with dudes in boats that's everywhere for about three turns, and then you're gone. Like, and it doesn't matter. You'll still win, but winning that way over and over and over again is like, oh, fucking hell. It's exhausting. It sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how I feel about GSE. It's like, you're working so hard for the thing that you know, you can kind of see it. Like, you know, understand how the win, if there was like a little more, you could see how this would be really easy, and you yeah. know that it's not... Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, like, Emperor's Children feel that way, because you don't have a lot of assets, because you're still power armor bodies, so, like, I'm shooting, and I'm dealing with fight phase trickery, and, like, everything's going pretty well, I'm, like, I'm in the driver's seat, and I'm in control, and things are fine, but also, like, there's a lot of room for this to get, like, slightly sketchy very easily. Yeah, so. power armor armies always feel like you're one bad turn of saves away from just falling apart. Uh, yeah, even, when, have... even when you're not really, it it's just like that unit just loses two more models than it should, and your blastmaster's gone, or it, yeah. it sucks. Well, that game, I think I was playing next to you when I played the dude that was playing Dogwalker plus like some other stuff, and he shot me with the executioners, and I rolled four ones to save on all the four terminators and cover, and I was like, "What? 
Come on. That's not real. That's not a thing that happens. What the fuck? Um, and I had, like, you know, because of feel no pains and stuff, like, only two died. But still, like, it was like, hey. <laughs> Could you not do that to me right now? Yeah, I what the hell? I could do with not losing four Terminators to a Halvorin. Yeah, to one. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like, CSM... CSM's also not really been in a position to get nerfed yet. So... Like, I think Abaddon probably deserves a look, right? But, like, I don't think broad strokes, a lot of the stuff that's happening in CSM is, like, OP. And it, you know. so like Abaddon and Noise Marines are probably the two that I would point out as needing something. I but think Noise Marines... I think it's small adjustments. I don't think that they yeah, need I don't think significant. Need a big, like, big 20 points on Abaddon and, like, make Blastmasters 36 inches. That's what I was just going to say. Shorter range on the Blastmasters and, like, 20 or 25 points on Abaddon. I think you're fine. Um... I, I think don't... you could probably also justify hitting Bile to make it less completely oppressive to melee. Yeah. And giving it something else instead. But the uh I definitely would prefer like the only thing that's felt really out of band with Emperor's Children has been specifically on UKTC terrain, if I'm honest. <laughs> when I play on other terrain types, like the the Emperor's Children shooting is good, but it's not like as exaggerated and i really like the uktc terrain in general but that's like one area where like that thing feels good and that like if anything honestly that's like a success of that terrain that like my shooting and like i get rewarded for being a combined arms army right yeah, but exactly. yeah that's like the one time where i was like boy this feels wrong i'm just shooting <laughs> like all the way downfield and just blowing dudes off objectives um that doesn't seem like a thing that a troop-carried weapon should do, especially because I can't mount it on any of my vehicles. But yeah. Yeah, it's the only shooting in all of CSM, too, right? So Hey, Decimators. Dude, I have to respect Decimators now. It's it's in my contract. Like Okay. It says it, here, it says it here, and it thinks Decimators are good. That's true. Yeah, it's on the bottom part of your brand description. But yeah, the... Uh, like. I, that actually, uh, what Nick just said in chat, this is something that happened to me after I, I guess with picking up Drakari. When I went from playing Blood Angels to Drakari, and I started playing a much more dynamic army, I, like, I very much feel this now. Like, I like when I go back to playing Blood Angels, they're really good, they're extremely good at scoring, they're very strong, like, you don't bounce when you hit things, it's not really a thing that happens in Blood Angels, and I can play them for about one event before I'm like the entire time um so yeah that's a that's a thing that's happened i don't know when but that that happened <laughs> I, I think i weirdly enjoy playing single phase armies in the sense of working around limitations is really interesting um that's but great. yeah it's kind of a it's not it's not a permanent thing like i could play an all melee army for a few events and not feel too bad about it but i don't know if how much of that is just that i am more than willing to subject myself to playing whatever the fuck i need to in 40k as long as it's not orcs. Uh. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't share that, especially with the move to teams. There's so many players in the US that like, I don't have to play things I don't want to, especially for teams. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Let's do a different question. Let's talk GW terrain then, since that was the second thing we were talking about. I'm, so I, as I'm sure you might have heard, I'm going to an event in the US, which means I'm going to be playing on GW terrain for basically the first time. I've played one TTS game on GW Terrain, um, which was really bad. I was playing 16 Raven Guard Eradicators into uh, Bloody Rose Sisters. It did not go well. 
Um, so yeah, talk to me about GW Terrain. What, what is it like? So let's do this this way. Why don't we do it? So I want you to explain to me what you're concerned about and what you think you're taking. Because if I know those two things, I can give you much better advice as opposed to just being like, this is some shit about GW Terrain. All right. So my immediate high-level concern is that fast shooting just kind of gets to you on those boards, and there's very little you can do to stop them just getting onto your base plate. So if you, so the GW Terrain works with the squares of terrain. Um, fast shooting can get around the side of you super easily, uh, and anything tall can't stand on it. So like high tower doesn't sound super fun into anything that can turn off bodyguard depending on how that's getting ruled um or like into anything that can get behind you uh greater demons seem like they're fucking trolling um so do planes honestly but i like sunshark are cheap enough and you get kali on so it doesn't matter so like harpies feel awful there's just a lot of a lot of stuff that doesn't feel great and you don't have that you don't get a safe place to, to really leave anything on these boards is mm-hmm. what it feels like um so, like, in a lot of terrain sets, like UKTC and WTC, which are the two ones that I play on the most, you've almost always got, like, an enclosed backfield ruin that's probably on or near an objective where you can stage, like, a squad of biovores or a squad of ten cultists or whatever. And you can reasonably confident that unless something goes, like, hogwild for it or comes in from reserve in a really weird place, it's probably going to be fine. There's none of that on UKTC. You don't have any, like, or none of that on GW. There's nowhere you can just kind of be safe. And then we've got the fact that there's no dense terrain on the board, which... Like, you can use it in your deployment zone a little bit if you want to sit kind of out of the way. Um, and that seems sketch. And also, the sight line down the middle looks kind of awkward in terms of, like... It's scuffed. It's not good. Yeah, like, there's definitely a sight line that exists there for some units. But also, it completely disappears the second you walk onto it. So it's not a sight line you can rely on into anything that resembles a fast shooting unit, which is basically everything that's good right now. Like, you're not going to be able to hide from a, a land fortress or a squad of crisis suits by hiding behind that terrain because that terrain is soft and malleable and very, very disappears. So, from my grand experience playing on GW and having played UKTC now, you are more worried than you need to be. You that's are rather safe in your deployment zone. In fact, I generally feel safer in my deployment zone on GW than on any of the other boards that I've played on. It's pretty hard to get shot in your deployment zone with how the distances normally work out. I'd so, agree. so, like, we've got this one here up, so I'm assuming this is the set for, like, the hammer and anvil and the diagonal deployments, right? Yeah, and corners. Yeah, so this, so, so the bottom left ruined here, I don't know if anybody's got a mouse pointer they can put over that one, because um, I can't. Probably Gary uh, can, because he's sharing a screen with Jeremy. Yeah, hey. yeah, that one there. Um, it looks like the, the angle on this is really scuffed in any diagonal deployment, where anything you try to put inside that that extends basically past there is just going to get pushed angles on. Like so, I feel like I can't rely on this, especially in anything with like redeploys and break-in moves. So if you're just not on the plate, you're not getting shot. Like it's just not happening. See, I just, I, it just feels weird to say that because it's it just no it's it's true like i because i i mean as an example the last time i played at G, on gw terrain was at salt city i was yep. running my raven wing fast shooty army i would struggle to get angles on people when they were sitting back here okay fair enough it just it just doesn't seem like that would yeah. be how it would line up from the angles i'm just imagining like pushing so that like that top top forest in the top middle 
Yep. Um, like a crisis unit redeploying there, redeploying, and then popping the 18-inch advance, jumping onto the top left uh, big plate, just having angles down into me. Like yep. if you can get, especially if you can get on top of the ruin. It it's not as much movement as you think it is, and on corners deployments, you'll have stuff there that if they do that, that crisis unit is now dead. Yeah, that that's fair. But that, like I said, I've not I've not set this up and actually really played about with it as much as I probably need to. Right. It just kind of it feels really, really, really easy to chase the, angles on. The kings of GW terrain typically are fast as king always, right? Because that's just how forty k works. Warhammer, yeah. Um, but melee armies are good, assuming you can gap jump through the things. So anything jump pack movement or in that zip code, like anything like 10 plus inches of movement is usually quite strong on these. Sisters things that, possessed. Yeah, things things that tend to struggle are things like Death Guard, where they're like, I'm going to walk slowly towards you. Because they have like a... They have like an exposed turn between ruins, which is where shit gets real bad fast shooting can jump up and touch the red ruins in the middle but it's very rarely gonna like coast to coast all the way to your plate and your plate is like it's not it's not quite accurately depicted here for how the train's gonna work at mythicos the u is pretty deep like most of that is gonna be pretty pretty closed up so it's not like all the way back and it's not like all the way forward but like it's pretty substantial so you'll be able to park inside that and be just invisible like anything that goes in there is just not getting seen like non-negotiably mm -hmm. not getting seen um so with the playing on the gw train but using the wdc engagement rules means that you'll be unshootable a lot of the time but you definitely won't be unchargeable ever right past like physical screening yeah, which um, is a good thing. Like that's all positive. I don't think anybody has issues with that. No, that's, that's all those, that's that's all good things. But that's things you need to be aware of in list building, right? So like when you're like when you're looking at bringing Thousand Suns and Flamers, which is normally a very powerful army, on this specific. Oh, I have no terrain, idea if I'm planning on taking that to Mythicos. I was I just that was more of like a, yeah. that was a generalist yes. thing. Like if you were planning to do that, it can get a lot worse in this layout because Yes, your flamers will shoot, but they will be very much so at risk every single time they do it. And there's a whole lot of places to dive flamers without getting overwatched in this terrain. Yeah, that, that was the big deal. It's, it's just it's just not a lot of physical pieces of terrain. So that's that sideline to become open by virtue of once you're touching one piece of terrain, you're ignoring functionally one sixth of what's on the board. Whereas in something like UKTC and WC, there's like 10, 15 pieces. So there's a lot more active pieces of terrain breaking up sight lines. Yeah. Um, so it does feel like the, the mid-ground on these. So I'm just looking at this from the perspective of a mission like anything that has a central objective where you're encouraged to get it, so something like Death and Zeal or Conversion, or oh. something like Data Try, especially where you've just got to play in the middle. Dude, folks are dying on middle mission. Like, whoever yeah. you put in the middle better be durable as fuck or expected to be dead. Early. Yeah, exactly. But that's the game. Like, you're just trade. It's like Stranglehold didn't leave. Or you're just like... I'm not doing that, right? Like Harlequin's just like, I'm not playing that game. I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> the middle and, does not exist. I am going. Yeah, you just right. launch to the corners and you vibe. But like, yeah. you have options. Whereas like, and it, you know, GW Terrain has its upsides and its downsides, right? 
it's there are definitely a degree of like meta enforcement by virtue of the terrain setup but what you're talking about is basically only achievable by one crisis unit that will immediately die the following turn yeah that's fair but i will continually like tower one of like the three armies i respect so yeah when, when they come into this building it's like how do i deal with votan how do i deal with gear space means how do i go tower right now or kind of how right. i'm approaching it um and it's like well i don't know it seems really sketchy into tower uh, Votan seems like they're just going to shoot me off the middle and I don't kill them. Um, and, um, and Chaos Space Marines are going to jump tanky stuff in the middle and there's cover everywhere. One list that works really well for this is what John played at Chicago. The double tyrant guard, double tyrant kraken build is real good on this terrain. Um, once you have double tyrant guard, you can stand wherever you please with your tyrants. Like your tight, you being taller than the runes doesn't mean shit. Um, because yeah. your tyrants are uh, your tyrant guard are not dying. Um, so you have a lot more options, like something like that, and then you can pump out obviously spore mines to your to your glee. Um, outside of the fact that they're not tall, so big demons and knights tend to get fucked. Um, these runes are are general are and what aircraft? Oh yeah, fuck them too. Um, th these runes are generally much safer than any of the layouts you normally see, like WDC or UKTC. Once you're in your, your happy you, you're good. Like, everything's okay. There's no windows. No one's dying. Like, the people in there are safe. You just got to get to yeah, that. I place. played 8th edition. I know, I know what a magic box is. You're fine. Same um, idea. Like, not literally, but close. Um, yeah. It definitely takes some getting used to, but I would lean towards playing a more melee-focused thing. Yeah. From, from, what, from what you're saying, what, what I'm leaning towards wanting to play is a fast-shooting army, that are a fast combat army that has enough shooting to make people have to respect it and yeah. stay out of direct line of sight, which makes me like lean away from something like like you don't want to. I don't want to play demons on this, even like if I wanted to go super yeah. like combat super shooting heavy on the demons. Um, I'm not massively interested in playing a gunline army. Um, there's definitely a lot of appeal behind just being like I'm going to go and at you. But if you can't really get to your opponent, and also they're going to get to see you if you try to stand in the middle, and you're going to have to trade assets at a rate that you're not going to love. Yeah, you're not even coin flipping on GW terrain with gunline. Gunlines are actively not good on GW terrain. Yeah, which is which is an advantage. I don't dislike that. That board just looks bad. That's a shit board. I don't know. Like I haven't played on this yet, so I'm hesitant to call it like turbo bad. But it seems like it's going to be a nightmare, and I'm glad we're not using that. Okay, That's so the new we are one just for... using layout two then. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, day one will actually be a little bit of layout one, but with the ruins rotated appropriately and with the, well, it'll have the middle, it'll look like this just with the ruins moved. So it'll actually oh, okay. be more like layout two with the ruins turned. Okay. So similar to what was done at Salt City where we basically, yeah, it'll be, be it's just going to be this layout them. just with the ruins facing each other, like on Dawn. If assuming that's, there's Dawn missions, that's what Dawn will look like. Okay. So. Yeah, People in chat were asking about the the new layout, and so I brought this up. Oh, yeah, chat. Yeah, I, I put myself in full screen. I haven't written in chat in a fucking eight yeah. in a while. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel it feels again like the other thing you want. You need to be able to dig your opponent out of ruins if you want to play 100%. a proactive game. You could either play it. You could. It feels like you can either play a super defensive game where you just kind of play a list that scores your second trade super reliably. Yeah. So something like. You know, you take banners almost always. You play a super defensive game. You contest the middle where you have to make sure you don't get probably can play cool. Annihilator. I don't own Annihilator, and I'm not going to be in any way practiced on it. Uh, I can absolutely have Annihilator show up. 
if you wanted to play Annihilator. I don't think I want to. Like, I like the idea of it, but it doesn't seem super fun in this context. I don't. I don't want to be adjusting to a new list and a new fact and a new terrain format at the same time. Yeah, we can also play on like, get... the night before with whatever you do decide you want to play. Yeah, I, I get that. Like, that's probably going to happen anyway because otherwise people will be mad at us for not streaming a game. But yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so you could either go for like a super proactive. So I'm thinking like if I want to play GSE on this, you could play a super defensive GSE list. You put 30 bikes inside those fucking ruins and say, come at me, I'm scoring brutes from without trying, and I'll ambush you on turn two. And like that's probably fine. You fucking excavate on these boards seems hilarious. So it's like, real GSC good. Is definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, it you turn like... off your biggest fear, which is getting alpha by Tau as well, by virtue of how you're deploying. Yeah, you're playing GSE, like, you don't get alpha. Um Jesse cannot be alpha. It's the the only fun thing about playing that faction in in like a making your opponent miserable sense is that your opponent just looks at you and goes, "Oh, I just don't get to do a turn one a decent percentage of the time," um, and that is hands down the most fun thing about playing the faction. Uh, I'm also just thinking like pregame moving bikes behind the big L's. Um, so like if you're sort of thinking about this yep. diagonal, you pregame move, you don't get the full L's in it, but you can pregame move like into a line behind it where you could push around it on the future turn. Seems yep. fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but also GSC are super sketch, and also I'm going to be playing them on what I'm assuming is going to be not a lot of sleep and a lot of other substances, uh, <laughs> which some, seems some sketch. Amount. We'll some make sure amount. you get a decent amount of sleep. I'm pretty. I pretty don't good. want that. Let, let's not do that. Um, okay. Um, so like GSC are definitely an option. Um, it, it's you know I could chase that best of action as well. Uh, I'm not that far off it right now. Uh, I was going to say, with another decent score, and if you take them to LVO, that's kind of it, right? They're probably great on player plays. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so the GC, and then like a Kraken Nits list that goes... I, I kind of like the idea of playing a Kraken Nits list that goes super heavy into the smites. We built this at Coventry, yeah. if you recall. Like yeah, the one that's like Malice Scepter Triple Zoanthropes. Um, it does... It's different to the Triple Dart list, but the Malice Scepter is good at clearing, like, clearing behind a ruin where you don't want to commit stuff to it. Um, because like if you push a malacepter like right up behind one of these brown ruins and yep. then spike the stuff that's on the other side of it and then overrun whatever you send to the other one back, they then have to commit to the malacepter and then you're gonna want collapse on that. Like that seems some doable. amount of warrior ravener something. Yeah, I, like you're you're either playing like Kraken fifty like ten to fifteen raveners or you're playing like Leviathan nine warriors and some other infantry right. combat unit. Um, yeah, because you, you're gonna have to contest objectives and you have to have stuff that you can leave on an objective. Like, if you commit a tyrant and overrun a tyrant back, you can't leave it on an objective unless right. you're fucking well. Suicidal. The big thing is gonna be able to be breaching ruins, right? Like, you still need the breachable keyword to, to benefit from the WTC rule, right? Like, the it doesn't do anything if you're a monster. Uh, yeah, there's actually a decent amount of tyrant goes up, um, on boards like this, sure. Um, um, the, the tyrant can just go above the unit that you're charging. Yeah, but then you're uh, looking at like a seven inch minimum. Like, well, no, because if they're not stood right against the wall, you can place above them and then charge in, right? What? Well, like, so like, the, there's a decent degree of the ruined floor above them on most of these boards, right? Yeah, there's so, a like, ruined floor not... above them, but it's only like three or four inches above them. Like, you're going to charge to that. Yeah, yeah but if they're, like, you can like advance to that position from stage positions with tyrant guard as well. What am I missing? You can't land on the roof. If they're not directly, well, if they're not directly above it, under it, you can. Right? Oh, it's you're saying if they're not within an inch of the roof, yeah. then you can... Oh, yeah, yeah. You so the roof goes back of it, of it, though? 
Yeah, like, I'm not saying it's it's always possible, but if your opponent is trying to stay out of threat ranges of something like Raveners, right. um, you can definitely still get a turn into a lot of those situations. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, the lack of dense makes me want to play shooting a lot more than I think I need to because you're just not dealing with minus one to hits a lot. The uh, dense is like, it's not that big of like you're just not yeah, exactly. shooting a lot. Yeah, I know, I get that, but I'm like fast shooting just seems good. Like coming from the WC boards where I basically just assumed that at all times my wards were minus one to hit. Um, yeah. Coming into a situation where they're not that seems nice. It just I don't know how it stacks up. Yeah, you just won't like what I'm saying is like instead of you being like. I'll put it to you this way. I was amazed at how often I got to roll the dice of my guns when I started to play not GW. I was like, holy shit, I get to use these. This is crazy. And people would be like, yeah, it's at a minus one. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I get to use them at all. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> like, well, you're playing for children as well. So, like, who, who cares? Well, no. I mean, I was playing Warriors at the time, right? But, like, in general, like, on GW, when you, like, just getting to shoot is, like, fucking yes. Um, or you're playing time. Even then, it's a little touch and go, right? Like, the one crisis unit will get to zip around, but if you're playing against, like, a more defensively-minded opponent that can score from their deployment zone or score by sending out garbage, it can be hard. And that that's where I'm on the, like, and it's bad, because you're not scoring from your deployment zone. You're having to play aggressively. Well, you do it the other way, right? But you're yeah, but yeah, as yeah, mids, yeah. you have the tools to go out and do things, right? You don't need to score from your deployment zone. No, it's super interesting. Uh, it's definitely a, a format I'll have to have a th- I'll have to have a think about because, like, a lot of what you said lines up with what I was thinking, but in just not in terms of how. Um, right. Like the deployments of being a little safer than I seem to think it is makes sense, but it also I would yeah you're not getting alpha on GW turn like that's not a thing that happens. I'll need to set it up and have a look at. It. I'll probably just set it up and mark it out on a on my board. And yeah, try and figure it out from there. Right. No, it's super interesting. Right. Should we do some questions? Probably. We made we had to make a new show questions discussion bet because people kept reading our show questions and being like, why don't we just answer them ourselves? Uh, so Anthony got mad at them eventually. Uh, but if that doesn't tell you there's great engagement in our Discord, I don't know what will. Um, <laughs> let's just put them could, in a different channel. And go yeah, over exactly. There. Could Guard and Custodes Imperium Suplex be okay with a new Guard Codex? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. It seems okay. It, it could be okay. Custodes stand in places. It's worse than just playing guard. I don't know that it's worse than just playing custodes. Right. We'll talk more. We'll talk guard more next week uh, when they it's back because Nathan's been building and playing them a little bit. Uh, so yeah. we're gonna move on from them this week just because of time. Um, what do you think of the GW finals format with the double elimination knockout? It's a good format. Double elimination is always a good way to do things. Jeremy, you're muted. Yeah, I just realized that. As a spectator sport, it's 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 nice. It's interesting. Because if you're following one particular person, you're guaranteed to see at least two games from them. And maybe as many as seven. Uh, maybe. Uh, dark wheat or dark meat or white meat for your turkey? Dark meat. Usually white. White, but turkey's only a Christmas thing here. Mm. Uh, favorite leftovers meal? No, I'm not a big leftovers guy. Uh, like the turkey mashed potato gravy sandwich situation is usually pretty good. Fair. Is Innis aware of green bean casserole? No, but I can kind of put the picture together of what that would be. I'm not going to make him aware either, so it'll be fine. Thank you. I appreciate that. After he's seen what my diet looks like, we're, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, how many races and destroyers of races in this thing do I Probably none, but maybe maybe our last minute YOLO Annihilation Legion. Probably not, but maybe. I should not put that energy into the atmosphere. It will manifest 12 Ophidians for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could, we can, we can have it just show up. Like, that's a thing. Ennis, will you eat a gobbler from Wawa? I'm going to say no and just hope that that's right. I don't know what that is, so you're safe. I don't, Wawa is not a uh, not a New York thing. That's a that's an off in the distance land thing. This is a long question. I'm gonna pin it, and we'll come back to it next week. Okay. Uh, sorry, Dave. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, because you seem to have army ADD more than anyone else, what helps you determine when it's time to shift armies, and Boy, how do you evaluate funny. what's for you? Um, I definitely don't have as bad army ADD as Ennis does. But the, or Jeremy, or honestly, even Nathan, actually don't know how that landed on me. No, but okay. you have, like, the best of any of us. <laughs> yeah. I, I went eight months without playing the same army in back-to-back tournaments. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, probably the most aggressive, like, meta whore of the lot. But, like, even I'm then. I'm not even sure you are. Not anymore. Now I'm washed up Euro trash teams, man. Nathan um, is the meta whore among us, somehow. So, I, more... To answer the question, though, um, a big part of what has me re-rolling is what I'm re-rolling to rather than from. So something has to come out that is like either literally what I'm doing right now, but better, which may be the case when World Leaders releases, or have like a new thing that isn't currently in the game, right? Like I, from when I started in end of 8th up until pretty much when Drakari released, there wasn't a lot of, like, transport action going on. At least not, like, that I was seeing, because I was a pleb learning the game still. Um, but when, like, an army came out that had an opportunity to do that on, like, a new way, and to play, like, a fast, aggressive elf army that wasn't, like, hide in the corner and jerk off with your spears until it was time to relive the old days, the... It was exciting, and that was, like, a reason for me to go do a new thing. Also, I played Dark Elves in Fantasy. Um, so, like, that... It depends. There's always something, right? For... Like, it basically just, like, take you through the last little bit. Like, Drakari was something new that was a better fast melee army than Blood Angels. Harlequins were doing a lot of the stuff that Drakari were doing before they got nerfed, and I was real tired of losing to Custodes. Nids was that Harleys got nerfed. I didn't realize that it wasn't that crazy, and I got reassigned for teams anyway so i was like new army it is um and then by the time i csm came out i was just looking for any excuse to be free of my kite in prison so i wanted to play anything but fucking nids and it just so happened that my favorite army in the game was really good so that was that's like the the sequence and emperor's children happened to be good it was like gw wrote emperor's children like for me personally so it would have felt rude not to play it um so yeah, that's how I've made my decisions to reroll. As someone with actual army ADD, uh, yeah. I'll run you through how my process works. Um, the second I'm not interested in playing my army anymore, I reroll unless I have a very strong reason not to. Yeah, which is like the exact opposite. Um, I played Terranids for as long as I did because one, I was really good at them and doing well, and nothing else made me want made me comfortable being like I will do better with them. But Nids after WTC, I was so burnt out on them after playing them for so long that I basically rerolled into whatever garbage came up, uh, which ended up being GSC, which I was happy with, and then 
bounce back and forth, played GSC a bunch. And I've played, like, I'm just doing RTTs with any army I feel like right now. Uh, I picked up the Thousand Sun stuff because I may enjoy it enough to want to play it. And it's really good right now. And it's something that I wanted to have access to anyway, because I have most of a Thousand Sun's army. I just didn't have rubrics in, like, the last characters that had come out. So, like, that's kind of how it goes for me, is that if there's not a strong reason for me to stay with an army, I will bounce. Uh, almost a win. And I... More than my fair share. Turret's my favorite army, but I really enjoy playing Chaos. I just enjoy the play pattern of it more than I enjoy Turret's play pattern, despite preferring Turret's as an army. So if I there was a chance for me to play some Chaos garbage combat stuff, I will probably play that if it's reasonably viable. Uh, and I don't have to do a lot of work to get to it, um, right. which is why Thousand Suns has come up. And I've played a bunch of demons because I have demons already, but I'm like just far enough from a demon's army that I'm like, don't want to build and paint like Scarbrand and a bunch of um, demonettes and stuff like that, where Thousand Suns was more along my play ball anyway. Um, that's kind of, so army jumping is just kind of more of a natural thing that I have to resist, whereas Anthony looks for a reason to jump armies. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Uh, do the extremely limited changes to F, terrain changes to FLG events change your opinion on how bad the terrain is? Oh, fucking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yes, a ton. This is a huge, huge deal that Frontline was willing to step up and actually make some change. And I want to give them as much praise as I physically can for doing that. Listening to and responding quickly to feedback are two of my biggest complaints with them. And in this specific scenario, they did an amazing job of quickly pivoting. I went from being like oh, I paid for LVO, I guess I'll go, to like, fuck yeah, now it'll be a fun tournament on top of all the other things being enjoyable as well. Um, the community makes me laugh a little bit here because everyone was real, like, up in arms, and they were like, yeah, a lot of stuff needs to get changed. And Frontline was like, made some changes. And they were like, yeah, but what about magic boxes? And then they were like, cool, got you, fixed it right away. And then they posted it, and then people were like, these are pretty limited changes. And it's like, well, what the fuck, man? Like, they're doing what they can within the context of not spending more money. Is that, like, a thing that they maybe should do? Sure. But, like, in terms of, like, getting them to do things and doing them quickly and responding to feedback, this is a massive, very welcome change. And I am thrilled that they did it and i will add that even if they wanted to throw money at it right now we are two months away from lvo yeah there are some things event yeah there are some things that just cannot be changed in that period of time so the yep. fact that they are responding to changes and responding to the feedback that we as the community have been giving them is fantastic yes they are essentially zero dollar changes but they're good changes not like they made their terrain worse. Yeah, they're great changes. Like, it's, yeah, it's a big deal. Especially if you look at, like, I have the ingrained, like, PTSD muscle memory to look at the sets and be like, oh, God. And then I look at what's blocked now. And I'm like, oh, it's usable. Awesome. Great. It's fine. Because I remember looking at those sets when I was deploying those pieces of terrain and being like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? And now you have, like, a real thing that you can do with them. I'm looking forward to carrying a printout of the rules for, for myself so that I know what the fuck my terrain does. That's the one thing I don't like about it is that it's now, you, you can't just look at your terrain and know what it does. You got to look up the fucking frontline chart as well. It's pretty uh, easy. And also, you probably would have had to do that anyway because a bunch of those have keywords you may or may not expect. Exactly. Uh, like heavy so, cover, right? 
So like, it's a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. Like heavy cover. Is that what you just said? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, props to Frontline. Massive, massively happy with, with uh, this change that you guys did. Uh, I think it's going to be good, and I'm looking forward to LVO even more now. Uh, I showed you my list. Please respond. Questions. Uh, oh, there's so many questions. Um, how, how are the journeys in GSC land? I've not played them since Coventry. Um, I'll wait until Eric changes it, and then I'll change it, see if I want to change it. Until then, I'm pretty happy with the list I wrote. Uh, Play it seems like the one you played at Coventry had a nice balance between like having lots of Neos and having like entirely Neos. So yeah, it it was nice having combat. Like the Gene Steelers are good. Like I do I do like playing with them, and they like they give you that one turn rush of feeling like your army does something on turn one, right? Uh, which I enjoy. It really sucks when you play an army that goes first, and you're like, <laughs> done. I'm going to R and D here. Yeah. Um. What qualities do you look forward to starter learning army? No idea. I've not been a starter for over a decade. What is it? What qualities do you look for in a starter or learning army? Yeah, so if you were to teach someone a new army or teach them in the game, what would you use? What do they want to play? It'll be more Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. really think that any army is particularly easier to learn than others with a couple notable exceptions. I would go the other way where I would push them away from things rather than towards them. Like, it's probably really easy to learn knights. I would not recommend them as a star army. I kind of almost the opposite. It um, was not good for my development, I'll tell you that much. If I if I was, like, at gunpoint, pick an army that you have to play right now as a star, I would recommend you play either Chaos Space Marines, uh, but not Bile, Custodes, but, like, Bike Heavy with a couple Dreadnoughts, or... Like a meta turreted list, that are kind of like the ways I would look because those are all lists that will reward your position but have enough get out of jail free cards. Um, mm -hmm. that they can yeah. so they're not all like in terms of basic competitiveness, but you can do something with all of those almost every phase. I like that the get out of jail freeds cards and the tyranids are just the data sheets, it's not like stratagems that you hey, have to use or anything. It's just like, <laughs> it's like yeah, that has about 20 more wounds than it should, just you'll be all right. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, if you could take three wounds off by pirates, I wouldn't complain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking more about, like, um, like pyro voice and shit, where it's like, why is that five wounds? What are we doing? <laughs> uh, how prevalent are team tournaments in the U.S. compared to Europe? Not. Compared Not to Europe, they don't exist. Like, we don't even play yeah. teams compared to Europe. In there's... general, there's a couple. Yeah, there's maybe a team event a month in the U in the continental US, if that. Yeah. And I say that just from looking through the stats because I have to filter them out because I can't do team events for stats right now. Whereas in Europe, I'm filtering out at least one a week. Right. And what yeah, population difference, though? but what do you want to see in the next mission pack? A bunch of stuff. That's such a deep question. Yeah. I think that's um, a next episode can discussion. I, can I highlight my top three? Go for it. More interesting deployments that aren't fucking 13 inch separation quarters i hate that deployment type it's by mm -hmm. far my least favorite after dawn of war um more hold two hold three missions and uh the warlord uh, the first warlord relic to be free like all the other changes like i'm i don't oh. like the six star cp but fucking first train any, any of the things that prevent you from getting cp go away stop that yes thank you <laughs> uh also things that just turn off army rules go away um, yeah. Especially after this weekend, yeah, abandoned sanctuaries. I received a lot of feedback about that, and um, 
because it was our round four. Abandoned Sanctuaries is the second worst mission. The only What's one the I've broadly okay with of those ones is, is it Tide of Conviction that has you have to yeah. hold your home objective? That um, one I'm almost okay with. Because if you, you lose like your home objective, you screwed yeah, up something pretty horribly. Yeah, I don't like the conversion one because it punishes you for making your warlord a character that wants to do things. On uh, but terrain, I... on Tide of Conviction specifically, it's very easy to get shot off your home objective. That's the only one where it's like, uh... <laughs> um, but yeah, the worst mission by far is uh, recover the relics. Recover the relics. It's not close. Oh, that's not great. I don't love that. If it's no mission changes, but we get secondary changes, I'll I'll live. I don't know. Anyway, maybe if they do, just change something. Bring Stranglehold back. Ooh, yeah. Um, but leave who is the worst at spoof and why is it Nassim? Because he can't Nassim, cast he the can't not spoof. be smug. Yeah, he has to be smug. Uh, looking back at your concerns with Nephilim pre-launch, how on the money do you think you are? We should probably just do a bonus episode on missions at some point. We should. We should definitely we do should. a bonus episode about that specific thing, because I don't even remember what I said. Oh, I know one Alpha thing Strikes that... are way stronger than they Yeah, were, I was uh, going to say, I know one thing <laughs> that I said that I am for sure 100% on, and that is Alpha Strikes are way stronger. I would have played much more of that game against Nassim at Coventry had... I uh, gone second in Knockman. Okay, um, Alpha Strikes are way stronger than they used to be, and I use the same two strat items every game, yep. which are exactly the two things that we said were going to be the biggest problems with this. And there is so much less diversity in list building in terms of warriors and relics. Yeah, yep. boy, I which were all things we caught. But I don't know that that would have been different, Knockman. <laughs> Chaos Mission is only getting two combat characters instead of four. Is nice though. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> um, we would have had five, by the way, because we would have we have two sergeant relic warlord traits. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, do you think Big Bird might come into Demon's List as an adaptation for dwarves? I think it might. I think you shouldn't. Uh, yeah, it might. People might try that and then get Ymir stratted once and be like, "Wow, that was a fucking waste of my time." Ymir and Corebusters and fail one save and you're dead. I fucking yeah, hate <laughs> Such a dumb mechanic. If this Discord was a DD character, where would it be on the alignment chart? Chaotic good. What is rock chaotic bottom? Good. No, chaotic good. Yeah. Like, we do a lot of like very wholesome community group work for people, especially when someone like recog- like admits that they're trying to do something. But it's, it's never bullying. Yeah, it's always madness. We will bully you into doing the right thing, is basically what Anthony is saying. Um, uh, no, it's always like good things, right? Like it's all upside, right? Like someone yeah. mentioned that they were going to quit smoking, and then five people offered to buy them things if they make it to Mythicos <laughs> without smoking. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting Discord. I highly recommend it. Ennis, uh, what are you most looking forward to and apprehensive about Joycey? Well, one thing is saying it like that. I feel like that will get me stabbed. <laughs> um, he wrote that, by the way. I'm not I even it. <laughs> uh, I am looking forward to... I don't really know. I, I, it's hard to quantify. I, I'm looking forward to the general vibe of it. I am most not looking forward to probably eating like more calories than I do. Like I'm a big guy. I eat a lot of food normally. I feel like I'm going to eat a lot more in America. Dude, your food is so much harder to eat than ours. It's not even funny. You'll be fine. Harder to eat, like the the density of calories in a Scottish meal is just 
<laughs> Unmatched. Okay, I think I'll be all right then. Um, no, I, I don't really have a. I don't really have a specific list. I'm really looking forward to playing a event in America. Uh, I'm going to do what Adam Camilleri did to New Zealand. Why doesn't Thanksgiving get the respect it deserves as a topic holiday? Because he's Canadian and I'm not American. I, I'm Scottish. So yeah, it's a real banger, but it, it definitely doesn't get the respect it deserves. It's also not top two because you don't get enough days off work for it. It's Halloween and then like New Year's or Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Uh, then we do ours at a reasonable time of the year. Yeah. How do you plan on ruining Innes' innocence? Are you going to wait for Vegas or give him the dirty jersey? That's Tim's job come Vegas. And Tim's not going to Vegas, so I'm going to be fine. <laughs> You're fine now. Tim is. Tim might be coming to WTC next year, even just to fuck that around. Would us. Cool. Oh. That would be awesome. I would enjoy that very much. Um, just a basic question. Can you guys over, go over how you define a list faction? If it's pure, it's that faction. If it's not, it's a soup faction. Yeah, the, the exception to that is Abaddon in CSM lists, because I just grate that as it's a CSM list and Legion, because Abaddon is weird. But if Abaddon's in a Dogwalker list, then it's a Chaos list, because there is a different detachment than just Chaos Knights. Simple yep. as that. If, if there are multiple detachments, it's a soup list. If not, it's a pure list. Um, and then that's the same for like assassins in marine armies and shit like that. Well. Yeah, well, assassins. The thing is, is that assassins don't take up a detachment unless you run their vanguard. Yeah. So they, they, it's just a pure list. But I mean, Abaddon does technically go to Supreme Command, right? So he is a separate detachment. Do we think yeah. about someone running a vanguard of assassins? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, man? Paying really the three CP to take four different assassins because you have to take all one of each to not have an HQ in that detachment. Yeah. Do you think the new guard approach to factions is the way forward to try and prevent the current situation in which a lot of books have what is considered the best of faction and relic world or combo? Guard will have that as well. They just have less options. Like, yeah, I don't think removing options changes. Like, I think at it's all. fine. I don't dislike it. I think cutting out a bunch of relic strategies that don't need to be, that don't need to be faction specific is fine. I don't dislike the way they've done it. Uh, yeah. It's just inconsistent with everybody else. But like, fine. I don't really care. It's a cool system. Uh, it, the fact that born heroes is wild or born soldiers is wildly better than all the other options is. You know, a, a, boon, a bane on the faction's diversity, but it's not a. They just yeah. exist to be extra casualty traits. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm glad that I'm not the only person that constantly calls that born heroes. <laughs> I played way too much Iron Hands. <laughs> um. Now that the FLGs responded to feedback, what is the next thing you want to fix in 40k Dawn of War? First drop advantage. I, I think this would be 4K in general, Dawn of War. <laughs> um, I think the event runs too long to not have Dawn in there in some facet. If anything, I would just rather they got it out of the way early. Um, oh, you're talking about like specifically Delvio. I'm talking about Warhammer Toll. Like, just oh! Like, he said fix 4K, not fix Elvio. Boy. Um, engagement range, probably. Yeah. That's like, that's I mean. like fixed for you because you play mostly WTC FAQ events, but like you still play them UKCC events and it ain't fixed. I have there. never had it come up. It's really weird. Uh but I play 25 millimeter based combat units. So yeah. So like <laughs> I got it's got big big gene stealer privilege. Yeah. Six but, turns. Uh, that yes, six turns. Bring it back. No. Oh. I play far too little 4K. No. Game's usually over by five anyways. I don't think but it's that, not always over by five. Yeah, I think that would have a bad knock-on effect 
to a bunch of things, but it would buff Death Guard, which is cool. I don't think it would. I don't think it would have that many bad knockout effects. I think it would have a bunch. Like you would just change the way you change the way you do scoring to accommodate for it, but like having an extra turn isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think a lot of the times when I see Tau lose, it's because their opponent was able to slow them down for just enough turns. Mm. Yeah, fair. But you'd like, still, you build the playlist differently for six turns. Yeah, like the eyeball fuck you armies get way stronger in those layouts. I also actually though, like, can we just go ramp the damage on the game down about another? 30%. That would be nice. I think damage output's fine for the most part. I don't care what you think about damage output, to be honest. Actually, after the after the last like two years of interacting with you about 40k, the only thing I disagree with you on almost all the time is what you think appropriate damage output is. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Slap. Um, how do you go about killing your darlings? You just kill them, bro. They, they were there, now they're not. That is legitimately hard to do. Um, like, there's definitely some stuff where it's like, once you're like used to having it, not having it anymore is rough, right? Like your favorite pet unit that does like a role or does like a thing. Like, it's very easy. This was, I was this close to that being me. With a couple of things like Smash characters is usually what gets me with that because I have a lot of games because I'm good with them, partially, where like they will just carry the game by themselves, and almost never are those resources better spent somewhere else, but sometimes there are like not having Abaddon's Warlord trait for Coventry was a thousand percent the right call, but I was worried as shit about it the entire time, <laughs> so like. Being able to do that, big deal. Was it easy to do? Fuck no. And that stuff like that happens a lot. Yeah. The, the real answer is, if you can't do it yourself, find a support system that will help you check yourself. Yeah. Um, whether that's like having a team or a friend group or a coach to just call your bullshit. Or, and then if you can't stop yourself, at least acknowledge it beforehand and understand that if you're playing with limitations that they're self-imposed and not blaming them for what happens. Um, yeah. Like you can play a snowflake list, you sure sure fucking can bring a snowflake unit. You can play centurions and blood angels, um, but you have to acknowledge that if you lose because of your centurions and blood angels, it's not because centurions are bad; it's because you brought them knowing they're bad. Yeah, and they are bad, so don't do that. But the um, like, I am very aware of the fact that I am likely going to evaluate world leaders as being better than they are because I want them to be good. So fucking badly and they're just not going to be that good like it's just not going to happen it's very unlikely that the monophase walk at you army only have rhinos for speed is going to be very good but i really want them to be good yeah if, if they are like a 48 percent win rate army Anthony would i'm be in seeing them as if they're 65 yeah 100 percent. like if they if their win rate isn't garbage like if i don't feel like i'm just fucked in like half the games i play I'm at least gonna try them. Yeah, they're gonna be Anthony's GT army if they're like close. If they're like B tier, yeah, GT even B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, last couple, which we're gonna have to speed run because I need to sleep. Uh, in as much army would take to the US of Wise of Votan. I don't know. Ask me again in two weeks. Uh, I will literally make the decision like the day I have to submit. I do not make decisions about lists before that. Like it's just not how I work. Um, who are the winners and losers of the new Voltan and IG meta? Voltan and IG. Uh, yeah. 
That feels that his own question. That was amazing. Maybe T Suns with Flamers. T Suns with Flamers seemed good until all of this. T Suns with Flamers until January. Yeah, but January, the LVO was in January, dude. Um, what's your biggest learning lessons as a TO, and what would you do to encourage others to run events? Oh, I think the biggest one is you really need the biggest one for me has been learning how to build trust with players because when they come to you with a question they want to know that you're giving them a fair answer either way like if they're coming to you with a with a rules explanation you need to be able to dive into that maybe pull another player aside if you aren't entirely comfortable with it and say do you mind if i grab you know this guy over here because i know he knows your army really well um the other one has been for me has been finding a way to normalize judge calls normalize getting the to involved in the games um it's something that I've gotten a lot of really good feedback for. It can't doesn't work with every event because you do need a fair number of people to make it work. Like a good example of this, I think LVO has like a dozen judges and there's a thousand players. You can't do that. Whereas if you're at Mythicos and there's two people running the event and there's 40 people, you can do that. You can have people involved in the games, having them watching things. Um, the biggest thing for me is not being afraid to call out things when I see a player doing something wrong, but doing it in as gentle a way as possible so that they don't feel like they're just being called out. Like a yeah, really good example of that games is difficult. Even like as as a bystander, I've started like at events speak, talking to the people. I'm like, if I see somebody playing a role, could I go and grab a ref for them? Um, yeah. Which is how, which has been something I've been trying to do more and more because like just or when I see my friends getting cheated, I'm like, do you mind if I tell you that you're cheating here, Chris? No, sorry, what? <laughs> Yeah, like a really good example of that was uh, it was happening on one of the bottom tables at my event. Uh, T Sun's player was playing into a Space Wolves player, and they had taken behind enemy lines, and they were cult they were cult of duplicity, so they had cast the teleport spell, and they were going to put a spawn in the backfield. And I was and I was just like, "Are you sure you're able to do that?" Like just basically kind of nudging them, like I don't think that that they have the cult keyword, which means you aren't going to be able to teleport them. And so they went, they looked in their book and they said, oh no, I can't do that. I'm sorry. That also led to a realization that they had done it for three games in a row. So they were like, that was an awkward discussion to have with their other opponents. Yeah. But it's also one of these things where I was like, yeah, mistakes happen. This is a this is a complicated book. It's a complicated game. We all are going to make mistakes. I've made mistakes on games and I've had gone back to my opponent afterwards and said, I'm sorry, I, I didn't intend to, but I cheated you. I made a, I made a rules mistake. And so I think that's the biggest one is being comfortable with calling people out on that and and being involved in games. Like the finals game, I spent 90% of my time there. Like I still responded to all the calls that happened, but instead of wandering the, the tables, I spent about 90% of the time there to make sure that both players had a very good experience, but both players played cleanly, which wasn't really a, a concern because they were both top level players. But it was again that that if anything happened to come up, if anything happened to be of question, like at one point there was, I can move 10 inches and see you. No, you can't. Jeremy, can he move and see? Right. Resolved right then and there. And that level of activity and that level of interaction means that games never reach a, a point where there's conflict between the players. So that's the biggest thing for me is that is that active involvement with the game. You can't yeah, just play a game around. where there's a judge like at your table the entire time is really nice for a lot of reasons, uh, really stressful for a few others, but yeah, really nice. For sure. <laughs> I loved it. At, um, Coventry. Coventry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mild, like, 
friend with the judge's privilege there. But, like, also, like, in general, they were, like, very non-intrusive. And if we ever had a question, we literally just looked to our left, right? Like, it was just like, what's the... What? <laughs> what right. do? How fits? Anthony, Australia tattoo when? Uh, when I have a fucking minute to do literally anything. Why don't... No, Paul, fuck off. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see that question. Nope, Paul. Eat shit gone. Uh, what was your process of painting the thousand suns about already? Uh, dry brush and then paint details. Same as all my shitty painted armies. Uh, I thought your GSC looked cool. You should not have. <laughs> you did not look at the infantry very closely. It's what oh, all. Well, yeah, you the don't look at armies closely generally, right? Like that's no, no, the idea. They were like. So the GSC models are not even washed. They are just base coated and like that's it from like over there there's 80 of them that is true yeah. <laughs> uh do you have a great comeback story from a losing game a great comeback story because of how i play that doesn't really happen like if i go if i end up behind it's like and we're done here we lost um oh that's actually not true i had one game at LVO last year, actually against uh, someone you've played in us, against Nathaniel, um, where he went first with Emissary's Dreads, and I just did not respect that army enough. So I had like, I you. yeah, I had Talos just like on the line. I was like, fuck you. And a Spear Dread ran up and just clapped two of them, and I was like, <laughs> and then the next, he put his whole army in the middle behind that, so I killed the Spear Dread. No, I failed to kill the Spear Dread, and I was like, what the fuck? Uh, it was bad. It was bad. We got there, but it wasn't pretty. Um, both times I've played against Nathaniel, he was playing Custodes, and I was playing Drukhari, and every time I've won by, like, one point three points it's always like <sighs> but i like drag my broken body's army across the finish line and heard the prey wins me the game i've played too many 40k games at this point to be able to specifically remember one as being a great comeback right this second yeah those gave two. me like i will potentially try and grab one for next week's episode but right this second my brain is fried at one in the morning um, yeah that's fair i've definitely played a bunch of games where it's like the last fucking flip of the Maelstrom card or the four-up rule to end it where I've been, like, down the whole game and I get, you get up and catch up. It's not that bad, man. I know you're looking at it like it's weird, but it's not that bad. It's bad. Uh, it's not. If I wanted to get top deck, that I kept playing Hearthstone. <sighs> yeah, I I, there, I don't play a lot of games. Like, the way the way that I play 4K as well, it's like I try not to get Alfred off the board. Um, and when it happens, it's not usually. It's usually because something's gone catastrophic. Yeah, um, just fucked. It's like, yeah, man, I, I sure did get alpha off. I do. I don't have any recourse, or I blunt the alpha. Like that's kind of the way that it plays out. Um, yeah, for me, the the one game that came to mind as soon as that question was asked was finals and RTT, so not really high stakes. Uh, I was playing like a Stodes into my buddy Francois Drukari. He had bottom of turn. We were playing a banded sanctuaries which has that really really fun rule at the end of the game where yeah. whoever controls the middle objective gets that extra five points he put five grotesques into three wardens and killed none killed two and left the last one on one wound after feel no pains <laughs> and because it was pre-nerf i had obsec on the point and he had nothing Ugh. and it was we worked it out between 
all of the secondaries, primary swing, because it was also bottom of turn primary that I was denying for him. It was a 19 or 18 point swing, and I won the game by one point. Ugh, I would have been so mad. <laughs> he was very mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it feels weird. I don't have a story like that off the top of my head. I'm sure, like, I've had games that have come down to stuff like that, but I just, I very rarely have, I don't have any recollection of it, which means that it probably hasn't happened as much as I think it has. Um, I don't know. It's maybe just not the way that my play style works out. Or the way that I choose to play the game hasn't worked out. Most like of the time, that's true for me. Like, if I all in and then miss, I get railed and lose. Like, yeah, exactly. A lot of the times where I was like, I was in a hole, it was it's like just I went second against an army that did a bunch of damage to me turn one. And I don't really feel like that's a comeback story. It's just using your resources. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't really recall a game where I'm like super behind on turn three and on turn five, six, it just recovers. I mean, that's like, neck sure. arms, right? Sometimes now you're down yeah, 40 points on the scoreboard and you just swing that bitch back. Yeah. Like seventh, eighth edition, I can definitely remember games where it's like, I've needed it to go to seven to get to get back in the game and stuff like that, uh, which is another statement that will be Anthony just like, what the fuck? You need what? We needed, seven the, needed the game to go to seven. Oh. oh. <laughs> Yuck. Old 40k <laughs> is so stupid. What a terrible game this used to be. Um, okay, last one. Will Jeremy's Dark Angels be loyal to the False Emperor when he brings up the Mythicals? Probably not. Because they are probably going to stay on the shelf. I had oh. I, I got vibe checked hard at uh, at War Masters, and they they I took me a month and a half to unpack them after War Masters. Because <laughs> I just did not want to look at that army. <laughs> what are you playing? What are you thinking of playing? Probably Votan nice. to be honest, because I'm playing them the week oh, two weeks sake. before. You guys are the I might, worst. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm, play Bile. Everyone's like, I'll play Votan. Like, cool, well, it's nice. it's either that or New Guard. Ugh. Because uh, right? I'm not playing my knights on GW boards. New Guard is legal. It'll be no data slate buffs at all, though, if you want to play. Yeah, that. and it'll probably be no unreleased models as well, because yeah, that's reasonable. That's so what I'm Lord enforcing Solar locally. Or... Yeah, you'd be down bikes, Lord Solar, Creed, Rough Riders. Mm -hmm. Rough Riders, yeah. Yeah, so it'll probably be Votan because that's what I'm playing right now, but I don't know. Maybe maybe, okay, maybe so I will. Of flamers, just in case I play Jeremy. That list is quite bad in a bile on GW Turn, dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm just not going to play you. You're going to lose to Votan. <laughs> I fucking might. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Do you guys sure just lose track? Do you just lose track of whose turn it is if you're both like you go bile fighting berserkers? <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. I don't because I'm angry from the minute the game starts, so I'm hyper focused. <laughs> what happens? Have you played the Bile Mirror? Just like I'm gonna ask this one question before I bounce. No. Does that not sound miserable? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll win that because I'm the better person than anyone that's gonna play Bile at this event. So it's fine. That does sound fun. I want to. We used to joke about like um, Yanari players losing track of whose turn it was during Soul Burst activations. Uh, bile mirror would make you sad yeah if i thought there right? was gonna be another bile player in this event i would take my i would change my disco's loadout to slanesh to take an elixir i'm just, so i killed two possessed okay so my two possessed are gonna activate kill your two possessed you're gonna activate kill my possessed who kills your possessed it kills your <laughs> that thankfully can't happen anymore because the fight uh bit like the no. you have to can't you can't have activated to fight on death. No, but 
I'm saying if I activate with my position. Yeah, but if you've got three units in combat. combat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it don't can do get that. Don't make that board state happen. What are you doing? Stop. <laughs> you don't need to multi-charge. Oh. Right. I'm going to wrap it up there because, Jesus Christ, I need to go to bed. Um, thank you, everybody, very much for being with us for Stat Check Episode 20, The Kids Table. As always, you can find us every week at youtube.com slash c slash stat check. And if you'd like to support the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash stat check. We've deeply enjoyed having you all here for this slightly extended episode to make up for the slightly shorter one we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, thank you very much for everybody for being with us. Nobody's going to say goodbye this week because Nathan's not here.